shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Father, we thank you. Lord, we exalt your holy name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. Father, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise. We give you adoration. Thank you for your presence in the house this morning. We exalt your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Can you help me appreciate uh, Uncle Sam for helping us this morning on the keys? Uh, Sister Tolu, the worship team, thank you so much. God bless you. And, uh, and Sister Jimmy and our worship leader, F.A. Praise God. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, Jesus, awesome to see you again. Thank you for being with us. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, in this season, praise God. Amen. You know, this is the kind of season where the Bible will speak about uh, admonishing us that we should be faithful in season and out of season. Praise the name of the Lord. This is where you they train faithfulness. This is where they, they demand faithfulness. It's a training of faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness is one of the head attributes of the Father. Hear me? Faithfulness is one of the chief attributes of the Father. Is the faithful. Let's break it down. Faithful means full of faith. So there is faith in faithfulness. Without faith, you cannot be faithful. Amen? Because you have to acquire enough faith to be able to stand in season and what? And out of season. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, you know, it's one of the, from very early on, I remember one of the first sessions we probably had in life meetings then in my house where the Lord was bringing out a prophecy. And the prophecy was saying that, if I do, if it appears I'm not showing up, would you, still, uh, would you still be here? Would you still be faithful? Would you still believe my word? And then I was like, ah, don't be saying that now. We are enjoying things right now. <laughs> We're enjoying atmosphere, remember? <laughs> We're enjoying so much atmosphere right now, amen? But... They knew what was coming in the years. It's, uh, and God has, God kept, that thing stayed with me because it kept coming over the years to me. That what God wanted to erect, wanted to develop, wanted to build inside me is an iron tower called faithfulness. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And there's only one way to build a faithful man. Take him through fire and waters and storms. Amen. I was telling someone, I make storm my house. 
<laughs> I don't know what to do when storm. There's no more storm, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my life. Amen. I've got so used to storm, so used to fire, so used to challenges. Amen. I've got so accustomed to them. Amen. It's to produce one thing. God wants to develop a fruit in us. Is the, the highest, I call it the most high fruit. Praise the name of the Lord. I call it what? The most high fruit. If a man can be faithful, praise the name of the Lord, in what God has committed to his hand. Hallelujah. That man has eternal life waiting for him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because a man who is faithful is a man whom God can trust. Full stop. A man who is faithful is a man who what? God can trust. In fact, when I know that you are not fully faithful, do you get me? There's a way they'll be managing you. <laughs> Until the day that they know you are faithful. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a, there's a way the management will be. Do you get Because you know that it is anything you have to be careful because God also, you know, God has the two dimensions. God, God likes to care for babies. God will rather, rather if God will rather not do a thing if He feels that you will leave, you will die, or you will backslide because of it. Do you get me? He rather not do it because He wants to preserve you with Him. But there's something more that God is looking for. He's looking for men who will be faithful. Who will be faithful, faithful till the end. An iron tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Do you know what that name is? It's faithfulness. Why, why is it a strong tower? Why do the righteous run into it and have confidence they will be saved? Because the name is a faithful name. If you come there in 1,000 years, it's still a strong tower. You run into it and you will still be saved. If you come there in 500 years, even if you murdered somebody and you came in repentance... Amen. The name is the name. It says, All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's why God has to have an, add another wisdom. Those who he really, really hates. They get me. He will make them seen that they will not see. Hearing that they will not hear, that they will turn and I'll have mercy on them. That's what that's the only thing God can do. But if, for example, Adolf Hitler turns and converts, sorry. Amen. And asks God, begs God for mercy. By the name, by his name, he has to forgive. By his name. So what God will do is to make sure he doesn't... <laughs> make sure sin he will not see. Hearing he will not hear. Lest he turn and I will have mercy on him. Those brutal detectors. Amen. In Africa. God will make sure that they go their way. They don't, they don't come near him. Because his name is a strong tower. That name is faithfulness. Full of faith. Even unto the end. You know that name called the father's name is the most trusted name. You know when you say branding. That name called the father's name is the most branded name. Everybody knows when you think about God the father. Integrity. He does not change. 
He's not a man that he should lie. You know, it's a very popular scripture. It's a name. It's a brand of concerning him. He is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. They, in whom there is no variableness, nor shadow of turning. He's all part of the branding called his name. Faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. It's not easy to erect such a structure. But my Bible tells me in the book of Revelation chapter 7 and 14 that God is erecting men like that with the Father's name. Revelation chapter 14 verse 1 you see the Revelation chapter 7 was when they were sealing them. 1 for 4,000, 12,000 by 12,000. Is it development and is by faith, is by the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Can we open our Bibles to Peter? Amen. First, uh, I don't. I, let me see if it's First Peter, or Second. It's one of the Peters. <laughs> Amen. Uh, he was talking about living Zion. I believe it's Second Peter, chapter two, from verse five. Is it first? Okay. Oh yes, it is first. Okay. Yeah. This. First Peter, chapter two, from verse. 5. Amen. I'll start from verse 4. Let's see this. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, and holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. I lay him down a chief cornerstone. I see that is something that is not movable. That's faithfulness. Something that is not movable. Amen. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Verse 8. And a stone of stumbling. And a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient one to they also are appointed. Now praise the name of the Lord. Where does it mean them who stumble at the word? It's not, this one is not talking about unbelievers now. It's talking about us. Do you know, sorry, just let me just break the news to you. Christ is a stone of stumbling while you are learning him. Do you know why? Because you came with your own Christ. <laughs> Meaning with your own knowledge. And you are coming to a new knowledge. So the new knowledge is a stumbling block for you. You came with your old way of thinking. How life should be. How you should operate life. If on this world. And you are uh, something is being introduced to you. Which is foreign. Amen. And what happens in medical terms, if they introduce a foreign object into your body, what does the immune system do? It will fight it. It will kill it. That's how we are when Christ is coming to us. 
Amen. If God has not helped you, so you have to, when they say we should be humble, meek and lowly, is to, for you to reduce your defenses. By nature, we all have defenses because knowledge is power. Knowledge is strength. Do you have a knowledge that is not Christ? It is your defense against Christ. Do you know how to live outside God? That is your defense, your shield against God. Do you know how to organize your life outside of God? That is your sword against when God is coming. Because when God is coming, you already have a method of living that God's method of living becomes what? A stone of stumbling. Just hear me out today. The Bible says a righteous man shall stumble how many times? That's four. Seven times. He shall rise up all seven. Do you know why? What there's, a, there's an attribute of a righteous man. He keeps on going. He puts his hands on the floor and never looks back. That is the attribute of a righteous man. God taught me this many years ago. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a meeting I used to, it was, I, I don't used to miss every week. I remember that week. It was very clear. This is how God taught me it. There's a meeting I don't used to meet every week. So by midweek, two days before this meeting, I have made some wrong decisions. That I have already, with my stone head, I say this is where I'm going. Amen? So, love you, God knows that I have made vow to keep connecting to that meeting. <laughs> so when the meeting now came, it was me they were now discussing in the meeting. <laughs> and the meeting was not in Canada. <laughs> Amen? Praise my, my, my challenge, my issue, my wrong decision. Well, immediately I repented. I recalibrated my ways. So God, Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost was now teaching me that it's that thing that makes you a righteous man. A righteous man to God is, God, is a man whom God can catch. Is a man who is teachable, whom God can catch in the place of revelation. So, if, for example, I wasn't somebody who was committed to the word like that, in God's face, he cannot reach me. I can make decisions that he will not reach me. Why? Because I am not committed consistently to the word. Whereas God knows that even if you fall seven times, you stumble, as long as you are committed to revelation word, the word of righteousness, God knows you can be caught. You can be corrected. You can be met. You can be adjusted. Praise the name of the Lord. There is nobody who journeys in Christ smooth without stumbling. There is zero. I will suspect the growth. If there is no, you don't stumble at all. You have, what I mean stumble, you know when somebody stumble, it's been taught to turn. Oh, this thing is not working. Let me go and do Yes, it's okay. It, it's, it's part of it. There is nobody. If you have not stumbled, you have not, that means it's not Christ you are hearing. You are still hearing milk. <laughs> do you get me? <laughs> you, you must stumble. But what do you do after you stumble? That's the question. What do you do after you stumble? Do you turn back after you stumble? Or do you keep... Do you agree with the way of stumbling? That I will stumble unto everlasting life. It's okay to stumble unto everlasting life. 
Amen. As long as you are still moving towards the still life, that's all that counts. Are you moving? Are you in motion? Is this your life? Is this your word? Is this your commitment? Who went to the word of righteousness? In season and out of season. When you may not be agreeing with it or are not agreeing with it, whatever which way it is, are you committed to the movement of righteousness in your life? And the stumbling one is only the lower one. There's another one called Rock of Offense. <laughs> Praise God. But let me just handle stumbling right now. Because stumbling is in the realm of Christ. When you want to cross over into everlasting life, you must be offended. Amen. And the person who will officiate the offense is not the devil. He's the rock of offense himself. He's Jesus Christ. He can officiate an offense. Do you know what, what you, to you is an offense? To him is not an offense. Do you know what the problem is? The problem is that that offense is a, is a development in the mind that is strong. That God knows that you cannot come into the realm of the everlasting with that strength. So they will have to offend the strength. Amen. But you don't get to the place of rock of offense until you have mastered how to stumble. So the stone of stumbling is a preparation for the rock of offense. Praise God. I'm going to explain all these things today. We're going to x-ray it today. Amen. Amen. The stone of stumbling is a preparation for what? The rock of offense. Just like Christ, the mystery of Christ is a preparation for the Father, everlasting life. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Think about it. Your earthly father has offended you before. Very deadly one. Amen. But you still love him, don't you? How much more your heavenly father? He too. When you begin to come to the realm, when he's dealing with you as his son, he will offend you. And he will do it deliberately. Because he wants to break your mind. Amen. He wants to break your carnal mind. Which is actually, and that thing is actually the last thing for everlasting life. Amen. Are we ready this morning? We are going to see it from two dimensions. One is righteousness. The other one is judgment. Righteousness is what you journey up in the stone of stumbling. It's judgment, amen, that deals with the mind, the strong mind, which is what we call enmity against God. Whoever is ready for me, I don't know if you are ready for me, amen, but you better be ready for me. Praise the name of the Lord, because righteousness and judgment is coming. Hallelujah. Are we ready today? Are you ready today? Okay, let's open our Bible. Let's begin to see more scriptures. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 26. We'll see the realm of righteousness. We'll see the realm of the mind. Isaiah chapter 26. 
It is a great thing to praise the Lord. It is a great thing. Amen. From verse 1, it says, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Verse 2, Open ye the gates to where? To that city. Amen. That the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. So, a, a righteous nation has not yet entered the city yet. The, the city is called the everlasting kingdom of our God. The new Jerusalem, right? The everlasting kingdom. So, everlasting life. But they were doing righteousness outside the city. Are you seeing that? So, by keeping truth doesn't mean you have entered the city. You are climbing the mountain and the city is on the hill. Doing Christ means you are climbing Mount Zion. It does not mean you have entered the city, the kingdom of God, Gongon, the kingdom of God. You have not entered yet. Your, your final rest, you have not entered yet. Because it would take spirit and truth to enter. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 5. So the leading of the spirit in truth. To journey up in Christ. To journey up the mountain. As you are learning Christ, you are becoming a righteous man. A righteous man is a man who is hearing Christ. Full stop. Amen? Okay. Maybe for some people online. I put full stop, and let me expatiate on the full stop. People will tell me, oh, his righteousness is by faith. And I will ask them, how does faith come? <laughs> righteousness is by faith only, not so? So question to you, how does faith come? It means faith comes by Christ. By the hearing of Christ. So what, how do, what makes you righteous is that you are knowing Christ. Is that you are hearing Christ. Is that you are the acquisition of Christ in your life. These are true too. Is there, is there. Is Bible, is Bible. If we like it, we don't like it, it's there. What makes a righteous man is a man who is hearing the word. Who is committed to the word. Whether he agrees with it or not. There are some things I don't agree with. It's my stumbling. Uh, <laughs> it's part of my stumbling process. But the fact that I don't agree with some things will not make me stop hearing the word. And later on, I will come to see it. And I will not agree with it. But I should be committed to the word. It was what will make you grow up on Mount Zion. So, by the time you are ready to enter the city, they didn't just say righteous nation now, or a hearer of truth. What were they now doing now? They were keeping it. It means you became a library. People, you became a what? You were keeping it. To keep it means it's now your own. You have used it for living. You have used it for living. It is now yours. You are keeping it. When they want to check who is Pastor James, they will be seeing Christ inside. That means you are keeping it. Open ye the gates. That what? 
the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Now look at the next one. So righteousness is verse 2. Verse 3 is judgment revel. Peace. Because it's righteousness to peace. The kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So let's see verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Who's what? Mind. So peace has to do with mind. Why? Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. And what's the opposite of peace? Enmity. Now hear me. Hear me. Righteousness is for your heart. Peace is for your mind. And your soul is made up of your heart and your mind. Hear me. Righteousness comes like we read, we studied it well last week, Azar 28. Righteousness comes like the overflowing scourge, meaning waters, many waters. Azar 28. Righteousness, it will send forth many waters to overflow your hiding place. And those hiding places, when the Bible will say that the heart of man is desperately wicked, who can find it out? Those are hiding places. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can find it out? So it will take righteousness to judge the heart. To cleanse the heart. To overwhelm the hiding places in the heart. Which is Christ. Then after, a man who righteousness has tutored well, Paul now said that Christ is formed in... Christ is formed in... But it doesn't now stop there. Christ in you, the what? There's not another hope. The hope of glory. When you read the scriptures, go to Proverbs chapter 4. You will see, when they're talking about glory, they call it a crown. Let's see. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. We'll see it. Meaning, crown is for head. Let's see it. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Amen. Amen. It's salvation hour. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring to thee, she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Now verse 9. She shall give to thine head. She shall give to thine head. 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 She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. Amen. A crown of glory shall she deliver unto thee. Crown is for head. The Lord God who giveth grace and glory. But truth is for hearts. How did I know again? How did Jesus grow? Full of grace and truth. Grace is also a shining. Grace is also a shining. Anything that has to do with shining has to do with head. Let me add another witness. Let's see how they shall bless the people of Israel. Let's go to Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. 
I want you to, if you can get this point, truth, grace, truth, grace, truth, grace, truth for heart, in hope of grace and glory for head. Truth, grace, truth, grace. Amen. You know, as the psalmist will say, if uh, thou prepares a table before me in the present, what was he feasting on the table? What is God's food? Word. Word. After he feasted and he feasted, what happened to his head? And then his cup. He run it, it is spilled over. That thing has turned to grace. Grace is what emits out of a man who is full of grace and truth. It begins to spill out of you. And how they see it spilling out is from where? From your head. From your face. Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. From verse 22. From verse 22. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise he shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face. The Lord make his what? What is the next statement? And be gracious. So what is coming out of his face? Grace. Grace. Then countenance, peace is coming out. The mannerism formed from his face. Amen. Amen. Does anyone have any questions? I'm about to go further still. The, the countenance, the mannerism from his face. Amen. So, when we visit Isaiah 26 again, what you are seeing there is souls whose hearts were now right with God. A right heart, a contrite heart, as a result of the judgment of righteousness. But God was still seeing enmity somewhere in their mind. Let me just tell you very simply what is enmity with God? You just have a difference of opinion. That's it. A slight display. You know, many people have a opinion of how God should manage the world right now. And it, you know, there is too much darkness. You now start getting God. Why are you not doing more? It's difference of opinion. <laughs> it's difference of what? In the day you see the way God is seeing it, you too, you will not want Him to do too much right now. He, God is doing something on the earth. Something great. One of the greatest things he has ever done on the earth. But he has to do it in wisdom. He has to do it hidden. And he needs time to do it. I won't share it. Because we have to go into Revelations. So let's leave that one there. He's doing something with just a small number of people. Out of 7.7 billion. Just a small number. Tens of thousands of people. He's dealing with right now. Raising them from faith to faithfulness. You can decode the rest from there. 
everlasting life. And he has to do it in a season. So God should not change anything that he's doing right now. Praise the name of the Lord. But when you don't see things as he sees it, you will have a what? A difference of opinion. Check it in your life. We've all had differences of opinion concerning maybe how God should bring the job, when he should bring the job. <laughs> do you get me? <laughs> when he should do this, when he shouldn't do that. We all have differences of opinion. Praise the name of the Lord. And some of it is legitimate. I'm not here to, amen, I'm not here to argue opinions. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm here to show you salvation. I'm here to show you salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Isaiah 26. Then we're going to see Romans chapter, 20, chapter 8. Verse 3. I'll start from verse 2 again. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. So once they've entered, thou will keep him in perfect peace. It means peace. There is a, when you enter, you've entered into the city of peace. But you can journey to perfection of peace. Because he will now be keeping you in perfect peace. Who's what? Who's what? Who's what? They didn't say heart. They would have said heart here. Your heart has really been judged already. All the years of your learning of Christ has just been judging your heart. I don't know, I think, I don't think any one of us here, our hearts are fully being judged, yeah? but, <laughs> do you get me? In the realm of Christ, they are judging the motives and the intents of your heart. That's what they call the word of God. It is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Thoughts and intents of the heart. It's judging the heart until the heart is pure. Until the heart is Pure. Until the heart is pure. It's pure hearts that see God. It's pure hearts that are ready for everlasting life. But even a pure heart can still have some enmity up here. Listen. <laughs> Amen. Imagine a man's heart can be pure, but up here, he has some differences of opinion. Slight differences. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see Romans chapter 8. Let's see from that view. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He started with righteousness. He now journeyed to mind. Let's see from verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. What is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? It's the law of righteousness. That's First Corinthians chapter 3. Do we begin to commend ourselves again? God has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. But the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And they call it the ministry of the Spirit versus the ministry of condemnation. Then they now call it the ministry of righteousness. So the ministry of the Spirit is what? It's the ministry of righteousness. It's called the law of the Spirit of life. Life is righteousness. Paul used those words interchangeably. He said, now waited for me a crown of righteousness. Somewhere else they will call it a crown of life. Crown of life is crown of righteousness. And that's the name, Melchizedek, king of righteousness. A king of righteousness means a master of righteousness. Someone who has learned righteousness, mastered it, and studied it as life. But Melchizedek was not only a king of righteousness. What else was he? A king of peace. King of Salem. Meaning he didn't only master righteousness. He learned how to make peace. Everlasting peace with God. You think those angels are foolish? When they say, oh, he's saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They are worshipping him. Anything he say, ye angels of his, we hacking diligently unto the voice of his word. You think they are foolish? So you know some men will be laughing at them. Say, so it's because they are robots. We, we are God has given us, they are better than you. The day you know how foolish you are, is the day you too will be saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Whatever he says is what I will do. Amen. You too will now begin to make what? You begin to make peace with God. When you know, the day, the know, the hour, you begin to know that your mind, your way, cannot result to anything but vanity. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are seeing here, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind. Now it's not transitioning into mind. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. Mind. Death. To be carnally to be carnally minded is meaning to have your own mind that was not formed by God. I'm not saying here now that every second, whatever you want to do in life, okay, God, what should I do? No, 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 that's not what we're saying. When the word of God has formed, it will form something in you. It will form a thinking process. It will form a judgment process inside you. That is not this world. That wasn't what you connived. 
what you baked out from this world. Then carnal mind is being judged. And a man cannot make peace with God if you have a different opinion from him. Amen. Why? There was once a time in creation. There was once a time in creation when nobody had a different opinion than Elohim. Until somebody became an author of difference of opinions. Lucy, Lucifer. He's the one who authored alternative opinions. So when you are coming to God with your opinion, what is God saying? <laughs> I don't know if you get me. When you are, as you are coming with your own demons, say, God, but we can do it this way. You know, there's a voice that if they get to heaven, they'll be assisting heaven. He said, God, don't no, just sit down on the throne. We know how to do these things. <laughs> we can arrange ministry for you. Don't worry, this kingdom, the thing, the thing will blow. I said, this kingdom will blow. <laughs> Amen. So telling God, don't worry, don't worry. We know you are our father, but you are old school. Do you guess me? <laughs> we are modern boys. We'll handle the thing for you. God can smell that thing from afar of you. We enter the gates with that thing. They judge it at that gate. Even though your heart is pure. Even though you love Christ. In fact, it's because you love Christ, they are, you are willing to drop the mind. I can't say this to somebody who is not even loving Christ. You first tell, call you are a fool. You are stretching Bible. By the time the person finish me, <laughs> I'll be quiet. <laughs> so you don't cast your pearls before swine. You leave them. Let them first get ready to learn Christ. Is a Christ who can drop his mind. Hear me? Is a who? Is a Christ who can drop his what? Drop his mind. It's a Christ who can drop his mind. And Jesus proved it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was a Christ. Was he not? Just weeks before then, Peter said unto him, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was a full Christ. He was ready to enter the gates. Open ye the gates, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory should come in. He was ready to enter the gates. Am I communicating? And the Garden of Gethsemane is where he dropped his mind. He dropped it there. Not my will, but your will. He, he dropped it there. That was a Christ though. A Christ still had mind. You know when someone has mind? Mind to do what he wants to do. Jesus dropped his mind. The last bit of it. He was almost already gone. That was the last bit. The end of your mind is your will. The end of your mind is your what? Your will. What you want to achieve. That's why. It's because of what you want to achieve. That's why you are calculating everything you are calculating. 
So the end of your mind is your will, your intent. What you want to achieve. All the calculation you are calculating is because of what you want to achieve. Your mind wants to achieve. Is that not how it works? Do you get me? Amen. Is that not how it works? Okay. Uh, just let me use a very everyday example. A very everyday example. I want to achieve uh, maybe a project management position in a company. Not so. You're just a recent graduate working in a, co- a new, co- new company. Well, how do your mind begin to calculate? I need to do PMP. You know how to do PMP. I need three years work experience. Your mind begins to calculate. So that means I need to really dedicate myself in this office so that I can get the three-year work experience. And every time that they are talking about projects, I'll be, I'll be putting my, my two cents into it and be trying to get projects for my supervisor. Are you seeing your mind is working? Your mind is calculating. Why is your mind calculating? To achieve what? The will, the, the motive, the intent. Amen? Hallelujah. To achieve the will, the intent. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what did Jesus drop in the Garden of Gethsemane? Jesus dropped the last bit, the remnant of his mind. When he said those words, not my will, but your will. That at that hour, Father knew he was finished with this man. And then the Bible now says unto us that if any if any man claim to claim that he abide in him, not so. First John chapter, first see, first John chapter two. Let's read it. Let's read it. First John chapter two, verse six. Amen. I say today is salvation hour, not so. First John chapter two, verse six. He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. How did he walk? He was only seeing, he was learning from the Father. What was he learning from the Father? Righteousness, Christ. Then he became full Christ. Then how did he, he kept walking? What was he now walking for next? Dropping mind. His will. His calculation. He began to drop it. And he says, if you say you abide in him, you know, different. He didn't say, if you say you believe in him, you are born again. If you say, this is my life, is in Christ I want to settle. Then you ought to also go through the journey of becoming a righteous nation. Amen. And then ready to drop mind to make perfect peace. And how does that mind drop? Your mind is stayed on him. It will help you. You know, you can't drop this mind by yourself. I will not lie to you. Because pastor who is talking to you has his mind so somewhere. <laughs> you cannot drop it by yourself. You need help. Mind is the most difficult. It's easier to judge a heart than to judge a mind. Mind is the most difficult thing to ha- deal with. 
Mind is the what? Most difficult thing to deal with. When God wants to judge mind, he has to throw stones. <laughs> he has to stop you. He has to throw stones. <laughs> Did I prove it to you? <laughs> Every time you see the ark, the ark of the covenant, which is the ark of everlasting life, I'll prove it to you, two witnesses. Huh? You will see, let's see, Revelation chapter 11, you will see what, what produced from the ark. The, ever, the realm of everlasting life. The father who is the one who sits on the ark. Let's see what produces from there. That's one witness, but I'll show you another witness in Isaiah 28. Revelations, just quickly. Revelations chapter 11, verse 19. Revelations 11, 19, I read it. And the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were what? Lightnings. And voices. And thunderings. And an earthquake. And what's the last one? And great hail. Now let's see Azar chapter 28. Azar chapter 28. And great hail. You know hail is stones. Water that's from block. Because water is righteousness. But judgment is now that same water that has formed, that has become strong. That's hail. Hailstones. Azar 28. I think from verse 16 is where I'm wanting to go to. Amen. Seventeen. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail is the hail, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, refuge mind, refuge of mind is a ref- where you keep refuge. Then the other one, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. Is in heart. Thy word have I hid in my. Hearts that will not sin. So you can hide things in your heart. But where refugees is in the mind. Where refugees is in the mind. But you can hide things in the heart. So the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. And the water shall overflow the hiding place. So the hail is judgment. The waters is righteousness. But hail is also water. Right? Water that has formed block. Water that has turned to stone. That is what the hail is. They call it hailstones. After a while, when the temperature changes, what does happen to those hailstones? It melts to water. So it's all word. It's all word. It means you will hear the word to a place where it will form ice block inside you. It will turn to stones inside you. And when it begins to turn to stones inside you, those stones will start stoning the other stones in your mind. <laughs> Amen. For a lay examine for a foundation, a stone. God likes stones. It wasn't just Israel. You know, I used to laugh, I used to make fun of Israel that they like stones. It's like they have stones in their pocket, just walking every day, hanging out. <laughs> they like to stone people. <laughs> But they took it in the flesh. This one is a spiritual terminology. It's a spiritual technology. Amen. Nothing you a man can never drop his mind by himself. 
He can be real, you know, but to drop it by himself, he won't. They must stone it out of you. You must receive serious bass goals. Heat. They must stone it out of you. It's for salvation. Why they are stoning you? Nobody should cry for you. Salvation is happening. Salvation is happening. When the, the, the fruit that comes out on the other side, I'll tell you the fruit that a precious corner stone. A stone that God will use, you put in it, you use it well. It's like you put it on the corner, it means you become part of his building. Meaning a faithful stone, a trusted stone. Somebody who passed through all manners of things, yet is still standing with God. Amen? A soul who passed through what? All manners of things, yet is still standing with God. Can you stand? Through the storm. Storm is waters and the hail storm. Can you stand? Amen. Praise God. So now, let me just tell you the secret of salvation. is standing through it all. The apostles, we call it abiding. Is the secret of salvation. Abiding faithfulness through it all is the secret of salvation. Excuse me, if fathers of faith, whenever they see a faithful man in church, let's say they are seeing you are faithful, they want to give you responsibility, right? How much more your father in heaven? It means they are trusting you that if they give you this thing, you will not fail. Are you seeing it? How much more your father in heaven? When your father in heaven sees you, Jeannie, your father in heaven will see you in season and out of season, faithful to this life. Huh? He will start giving you responsibility. Meaning he's making you a pillar in his temple. He's using you to build, you know, he's, when God is when God says building city, it's not it's not concrete. There's no cement. Oh. Do you know who is the cement? Your soul. Your soul is the cement. Is you? Is your soul that He will use as the? You see, what did He say? He will turn you to precious corner. He will use your you use your soul. You'll be a corner, a foundational corner in the city. Excuse me, what can somebody give me on this earth? Are you ready for my gist today? Let me not gist you small. To show you how useless this world is. <laughs> Just for gist. Amen? Because we are boys going for life, eternal life, not so? Uh-huh. So imagine somebody in the 1900s, the very first billionaire, 
the very first billionaire on earth. Maybe he was 1950s, I don't know when. Do you know how cool he would have been feeling these days? How cool? How? He's, like, he's almost like the god of this world. With that one, small one billion. Just imagine if God just stretched his life by 100 years. And he's now born in these days. Do you know how foolish you now feel? <laughs> the one billion to him will be like, it's as though he has just started. By the time he looks at Jeff Bezos, 130 something billion dollars. Bill Gates, 100 billion dollars. What do you think he'll be thinking? He'll be thinking he's poor. That I started before Jeff Bezos in 1950. <laughs> the, the people, they almost won't want to commit suicide. They will think they are out of. <laughs> I don't know if you get my taste. Right now, it's Jeff Bezos, so Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. Huh? A time will come in 50 years' time, will be somebody else. When, maybe 100 years' time, when Jeff Bezos has gone, somebody else will not be dealing with 500 billion, 1 trillion. I only wish they could just stress the Mr. Jeff life 200 years. Let him live in the time where he's no longer number one. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's vanity. It's nothing. Oh, let me even give you a, let me give, make it more practical. Imagine in the 1900s when to drive horse and carriage. <laughs> Have you seen some of those movies? Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> when rich man, you, the way you sit in the carriage, yes, with those suits, that they have that, yeah, boot, that yeah, tie, you get me? Then they always have this clock that goes like this. You get <laughs> Sitting as though they run the world. Now, come and drive horse and carriage. We'll slap you out of the road. He had to stop in the Or imagine, I was only thinking about it one year because this year it's almost like because I used to walk up north, Yellowknife, Hay River, all this northwest territory. I used to fly almost every month. I was now thinking, imagine 100 years ago, the guy to buy a plane ticket, he must be a millionaire. He must be one of the up and coming of society. <laughs> Just to fly away from New York. Do you get me? Rather than take train from New York to Washington, you fly. Hey! Your life has finished. If I was you are landing, anybody that's coming from the plane, millionaire, millionaire, rich guy, you get me? They were taking photos and putting it on newspaper. <laughs> but me, I, I, I was, that year I was flying as though it's water, biscuit. It's like my dream. <laughs> Every year you fly. We fly all the time. Take it for granted. But a time you were the not just middle class, upper, upper class of society, if you can if you can fly. It's rubbish. It's nothing. It's useless. What is disturbing your life today? In 10 years' time, you'll be like biscuits. Hmm? In 2011, it was iPad that was disturbing my life. The Holy Ghost helped me, okay, buy the iPad and give it to Pastor. Pastor I <laughs> to save me. <laughs> iPad was this, I was shocked, the thing was shocking me. To buy iPad now, what's, you even have iPad self. People are not even looking at it. You have iPad, what is that? The people who even buy iPad for their two-year-old. Imagine the insults. 
Something I was lost in after idol, all my great idols. Yeah, now you now bite and give it for two year old. <laughs> it's insulting. <laughs> it's rubbish. What is scattering your head right now? Give it time. It's useless. Praise God. But this thing, making peace with God, making peace with God, the everlasting God, is everything. I don't care what it takes. Me, I'm of the opinion. God can beat me, slap me, rape me, whatever he wants to do. Offend me, Amen? Offend me, do whatever, toss me, beat me up, stone me, oh. <laughs> eh? David says, This God shall be my open unto That's what it takes in these times. And that's what God is raising. God is looking for. God calls such souls the precious fruit of the earth. Now, I'm giving you the expo of what God is doing in this season. That's what it takes for you to be in His sight precious. A soul that would take anything from Him, do anything for Him, and still stay by Him. It's called faithful. God will be looking at you and be laughing. Do you know why he'll be laughing? <laughs> Say, this is me. <laughs> He's seen himself. He's faithful. Hi. Jesus. His faithfulness that's causing the, us, all, the whole earth to still be alive today. If God was not faithful, he would have scattered everything. Excuse me, what does the Bible say in Hebrews chapter 1? Upholding all things by what? Excuse me, who has watched Avengers here? <laughs> who has watched Avengers? Avengers Endgame. You get it, those two, those two parts. How do they, when they got the, the guy got the five stones, how did he do the thing, do, do, do whatever it was, the stupid thing he was doing, take away 50% of the population? Like this. The Bible says that's how God can do it all. Huh? They forget Avengers. This is the real one. <laughs> eh? and in, the, in the end game, how did the Iron Man turn it back? Like this. The Bible is the real one. Oh. There's nobody like that. They are fake. Thanos and who? From where? Huh? But Elohim seated on the throne, and the Bible says concerning him, upholding all things by the word of his power. He said, What? Well, you are gone. He said, What? Well, the sun will, will shut down. Everybody will die. God is merciful. He caused his sun to shine on both the good and the evil. And don't tell me he has not done it. He has done it somewhat before. Check the Bible in the book of Joshua. Joshua had served God, time came that his son stood still for one day because of what he had done. 
by obedience, his son stood still for one day. There was no day or evening. He stood still. It has happened. And it will happen again. The day of the Lord. Go and read Joel. It shall never be day or night. Nobody would just nobody knows. <laughs> so it means that he can command the sun and the sun can go off. Like you turn off this bulb. You know nowadays they have those ones too now that you do like this. All those technologies. You do like this in your house, the light will go off. Huh? God can do that to the sun if he wants to. And the moon. Let me see how you want to survive. His faithfulness has caused him to keep that in. And God is looking for such men upon the face of the earth. Men who will be faithful in season and out of season. In good times and in bad times. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to see Isaiah chapter 60. Let's begin to understand the times more. Don't be overwhelmed by darkness. I see it as a great opportunity. I hate darkness, so don't get me wrong. But it's my playground to shine. It's my playground to prove to God that I can be that soul that he's looking for. I can be faithful in the face of gross darkness and I will not turn. There is no better time to prove it. Azar chapter 60. I hope, sorry, I mean, I should mention, I hope I'm not offending anybody. I apologize. Today is both waters and hail at the same time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God, I, I don't worry. I'll be mixing the hail in the waters. So it won't be too. <laughs> it will not be too. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Remember, shining is for face. Remember? Shining is face. Because his face to shine upon. It means it's a season of head. It means it's a, also a season of judgment. But not only judgment, arising is righteousness. Arising is righteousness, shining is shining is judgment. Or arising is Christ, shining is everlasting life, everlasting Father. How do I know? When we talk about Christ, what do we talk about the most? Growing up. So right now I'm, I'm arising. Not so? So to arise means to what? To grow up. And it will take Christ to grow a man up. So arise. When they say arise, they say grow up. Grow. Use your Christ. Use your Lord's light to grow up. Then shine means come into judgment for shining. Come into the judgment that qualifies for shining. So arise, shine for thy light. That light is thy word, or thy righteous word, or thy Christ is come for arising. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee, for you know what is upon head, upon head. 
is risen upon thee. For behold, when will this thing happen? When will these things happen? It will happen, for behold, darkness shall... It's not that God brought the darkness to the earth. God knows how men will journey to darkness. God knows how men will what? Will journey by themselves. (laughs) Amen? Do you know why? They were not hearing him. The moment a man is not hearing God, give him five years, he will stray to darkness side. Think about it. Why is it that when we landed here in, in Canada, again, because maybe the Christian culture is not as strong, we started accepting some things now. You get me? If I open some of the, uh, the ladies, how we used to dress when we were back home, it's not the same way we dress here. <laughs> you get me? I'm not saying that. Don't, don't come and take me out. I'm not saying anything, though. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Uh, amen. I don't say anything. I just say it. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We know it. There's always we dress here. That we know if we go back home, you can't do it. You can't try it. Although it's changing, several. Oh, we'll back home is changing now. That case is invading the place. <laughs> amen. But he don't say anything. I don't say anything. They don't leave it like that. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So God knows that by nature, by the influence of environment, and if you are not subjecting your environment to the word of God, you get me. If you are not coming back to come and subject your environment to the word of God, iron sharpened iron. What will happen is that you will not be able to resist the, the power of the environment by nature. We've all, we know it. You cannot deny it. We've been there. We've done it. Amen. Tr- don't, don't try this at home. But if a man <laughs> doesn't go to church for six months or one year, no ministration, he's not listening online, he's not doing anything, something, check it. He has, he has picked up something. If I am even nice, I say something. <laughs> you will pick up something somewhere because you are now exposed, overexposed somewhere else. Amen. Church is good. Amen. So help me checking. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I continue so I can round up? Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, Behold, darkness covers the, shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Is then, is when God has done it for some people, well, is then you now see vestry. And Gentiles shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Hallelujah. It's coming, oh. Darkness does not profit. I know from people who, maybe, maybe they've come from broken homes or whatever. It was that struggle of darkness in the home that drove them to look for God. 
That's if they find somebody who can shine them light. Am I communicating? Huh? Amen. I know somebody who was uh, telling me recently, oh, when the, the siblings came, they're like, wow. That they've seen, thank you for being a guardian to this person. That they've seen, they know how it used to be. They're siblings. <laughs> they've seen the result, they've seen the change. And what drove him to light was that kind of scenario. Where he was looking, he was always looking for something else outside what he was experiencing in his house at home. But then after a while, he now saw someone with lights. And he realized this is what I was looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we in the house together, please? Give me about 10 more minutes. I'll round up. So, what makes a man righteous is truth. Why? Because open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth truth may enter in. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth truth. So, this is the definition of righteousness. You are a keeper of truth. Meaning you are a keeper of Christ. Christ's word. Amen? It is what? The definition of what? Of righteousness. Are you keeping truth? You are righteous before God. Are you not keeping truth? I won't say it. <laughs> Amen. You are the opposite. Amen. In your soul, we can, the reason why I'm cautious too, because in your spirit, because you are born again, you are still right with God. In your spirit. Am I communicating? So I don't want to negate that truth, that fact. But you are doing... <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So the soul that doeth righteousness is righteous. I mean, the soul that doeth Christ is a Christ. Because righteousness is Christ. Or the soul that doeth truth is righteous. Right? Praise God. So, for you, before you can do a thing, you must have known it. Or you must have kept it. You cannot do what you do not know. So, you have kept it enough that you are now doing it. So, by definition, you are a doer of what? Of righteousness. Now, after a man has done righteousness, they will clap for him. Good job. Now you are now ready for everlasting life. Amen. Now hear me. It's in the realm of everlasting life that they finally deal with that, that problem. 
Huh? Somebody hear me, hear me well. What problem? Death. Righteousness deals with sin and unrighteousness. Judgment, everlasting life, or peace, as the name in the kingdom, deals with what? Death. Meaning, you can be a righteous man and still have death. Now, this is what I want to explain and I'll close. Oh, God, 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 if you can get this thing. If you can get this thing. I say you can be a what? What does it mean to be dead? To have death? You still have ability to turn from God. I don't know if I'm communicating. Amen. You still have potential. You still have potential to turn from God. It means you still have death potential. Because who is God? Eternal life. Imagine if I'm eternal life. The moment you walk out of this door, you are dying. If you have potential to be walking out, you are still have, you still have death potential. Even though you like me, you love me, you enjoy, you are here, you love the world, you everybody knows, but you still have what? Death potential. And do you know what will finally make you do the death is one of those one of those I'm looking for the word one of those differences of opinions that you have with God oh my God <laughs> praise the name of the Lord that did not meet your wrong expectation because it was a difference of opinion that made you now angry with God because God did not meet your wrong expectation that came from a difference of opinion that will make you now result and get angry with God and say, I'm not doing it again. Are you seeing the whole problem? So until you have agreed with God, God knows you still have that potential. Until you still have a difference of opinion, God knows you still have that potential. Because Satan can use that difference of opinion that to bring a wrong expectation. And you'll be trusting God to meet a wrong expectation when it's not not met, anger, offense arises. And you say, God, I've not been managing you since so. I've been managing this thing since so. I, I, can live, I have a way. I can live my life. Praise the name of the Lord. So the answer to death is making peace with God. And how do you make peace with God? Through righteousness that has abode, has become stones inside you. Meaning concrete inside you. Not just now your heart again, your mind. So at that hour, there will be no space for wrong expectations anymore. And when there is no space for wrong expectations anymore, the expectation of the righteous man shall not be cut off. It means that there will be now nothing that can happen that will make you angry with God anymore. Can we appreciate God this afternoon?
Let's thank Him for helping us, even in this time, short time. Helping us to see again righteousness and peace. That's what we visited today. Helping us that though we can stumble, it's okay to stumble, but not to go back. Amen. That God will help us. Yes, yea, we may stumble seven times, but this God shall be our God. We will abide and not transgress the path of Christ. Moving on to having God, having the Father and the Son, as the Bible will say. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. All adoration be unto you this afternoon. Thank you for using my lips. Thank you for blessing us today as we begin to access righteousness afresh and access judgment afresh. Father, we will journey from life to everlasting life and you will reward us with eternal life by your mercy in your own time. We are committed to you. You will help us. You will help us as we have stayed strong. You will help us continue to stay strong. Moving on to the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining us again. God bless you. Also, for those online, thank you for joining us for this broadcast in the mighty name of Jesus. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.